Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains Adventure Podcast. This episode is with Charlie and Ollie from Adventure Base and they run the company Adventure Base started by and founded by Kenton Cool actually. And they run it together handing out these fantastic packages that you, that anyone can go and do whether it's you and me or all the way to Richard Branson who's had two two um, expeditions with them I think if I remember correctly you can go and you can climb Mont Blanc or Mount Elbrus go do some winter skills and practice your you know train train ready for winter conditions in the mountains the high alps brilliant company but what we really dive into is Charlie and Ollie and the experience they've got the background they've got uh, Charlie was a um, you know is a mountain lover, <laughs> absolutely adores them, and he actually featured on the UK show SES Who Dares Wins in the jungle, which is a completely different environment, which we you know we touch upon. And Ollie is a ski mountaineer as well, and he's got some pretty fantastic tales to share and experiences. So I really really hope you enjoy this episode. Give them a check out. I'll put the um, I'll put their links in the show notes. Check out their Instagram. Their Instagram is gorgeous it's just full of like you know nothing we, we mentioned this in the podcast best thing about it nothing salesy it's all just these gorgeous beautiful mont blanc shots snow shots traversing mountains stunning go and check them out if you want to fill your instagram feed with some gorgeous photography and videos but i hope you enjoy the episode let me know what you think and if you do go ahead and uh, and book something with adventure space just let them know you came from here but otherwise Enjoy it. See you on the other side. So, Ollie, Charlie, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, good. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, well, thank you very much for coming on. It's um, it's going to be exciting to chat about not only just your backgrounds as well, but also dive into a little bit of adventure-based stuff too. But um, I, I always find it quite fascinating finding out where uh, where the adventure was introduced in people's lives and, and, and sort of what growing up was like. Ollie, I wanted to kick off with you actually, because the website says that you are forged by ice, rock, and skis. So, what did growing up look like adventure-wise? Oh, that's interesting. Did you write that? Yeah, I wrote that. But it's true. It, it is. It's kind of true, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So, where did it start for me? I guess I got quite lucky as a kid um, to go on a ski holiday. Uh, my my parents were both teachers, so for, you know, fairly modest income, but we got quite lucky with. One of my grandparents who had a some kind of deal with uh, you know these tiny studio apartments that you find in ski resorts so my whole family would pile into one of those and um, that was kind of my first mountain experience skiing so skiing kind of led me to to where i am today i think i sort of followed that from a young age and then eventually it led me to to chamonix where where we're based now yeah, it seems like a like a inevitable place to go if you've skied a lot as a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interestingly, I did a winter season in San Anton in Austria when I was, I think I was nineteen, and uh, you kept hearing sort of murmurs in the bars and you know in the lift line. People kept mentioning Chamonix as kind of a place where you can test yourself as a skier. Um, so yeah, I I went on that and and I had to see for myself what it was all about do you do you keep them kind of separate um like skiing and mountaineering or do you try and blend the two because we've had a previous guest tj skis on um that's his username and and he he's always proper mountaineering to some really kind of gnarly places and then and then dropping down yeah yeah i i I kind of half know him he spent a bit of time in in chamonix he comes to visit um skis with a good friend of mine joel um 
so yeah I'm, I'm nowhere near that you know their level but I like to I like to try and combine skiing and uh, and mountaineering so just through the form of ski touring at the moment and then you know climbing a ridge and skiing a cooler off the back of it or something like that but yeah always looking to to progress I think I'll, I'm going to interrupt that like Ollie's playing down his ability to to combine the two I mean you've done some you're making your way through some pretty impressive routes um in Chamonix the problem with living in Chamonix is there aren't many problems but the problem is everyone's really gnarly right so what what is what is um impressive to everyone else in the world when you're in Chamonix feels kind of you're a little bit cautious about saying I've done this or I'm a good skier or I'm a you know I'm 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 a mountaineer because everyone's so like just immense and um kind of full-on here but Ollie's done some pretty impressive lines and um you know you've done the north face of of Mont Blanc um and various other aggressive lines around Germany so he's a yes he does ski and mountaineer combine the two um I'll kind of answer that for him as well <laughs> no problem well actually um moving over to you actually I, I saw um the 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 research for for the guests in the show take me to some pretty weird places um, and I saw your CMK Productions video of um, in 2014 of Poles F and Barbados. And I was wondering, I know, I know you um, started with Adventure Base years ago and then took a break and moved away. But at, at what point did mountains start sort of getting introduced into your life? Those CMK production videos are pure family videos. I have no idea how you stumbled. I, I, neither do I, mate. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> to check my YouTube channel. Yeah, I've, I've created those just as as kind of memory keepsakes for the for the family and and um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm I guess I'm driven by experience more more than a particular environment. So I I'm, I really like experiencing new things, and for me, physical and mental experiences are, are my favourites. Um, if I had to choose. A particular environment then then yes the mountains are are my favorite type of environment I just think the climate is preferable to me I think they're exciting they're dramatic there's so many things you can do in them um uh, but I think really my love for them didn't start until I first moved out to Chamonix um so I I came out um and lived here for five years um back in 2010-ish, perhaps. Um, but I was, a, I was a single man then, and it was just it was just a lot of fun and messing around and um, kind of exploring the mountains, yeah. uh, which was good. And then I went back to the UK, set up um, or tried to, to, to get a startup off the ground, which again was to do with events and, and physical um you know triathlons running various other bits and pieces um and then a couple of years ago came back out but this time i came back out with a family i've got two kids and a wife and um, a very different experience but but that love for the mountains hadn't gone you know it's uh, it just i perhaps took it for granted when i was out before whether it was naivety or youth or whatever but certainly now i've come back out it's been um yeah it's uh it's yeah just being amongst the mountains is i don't know humbling and um, exciting and just so many things so yeah I'd say um it wasn't till I was a an adult before I appreciated the mountains or sorry um realized the mountains were special and it wasn't till I was 
I guess in my 30s till I really appreciated them. Yeah, I was going to ask actually when when you moved back and you you you've gone away from it were they always at the back of your mind or did you just kind of come to come to a point where you started thinking actually you know what I think I need to go back there and the only reason I mention it is because as an example we were talking about our sort of military contacts before we started and my friend who was in the rifles left the army he's in recruitment now and he he really enjoyed it for a solid two or three years and he's just reached a point where he's just thinking I need to do something outdoors and mm-hmm. and and I, I'm just wondering did it just hit you one day you think I've got to go back to Chamonix or was it always there at the back of your mind yeah, I think sh- specifically Chamonix for me has always been in the back of my mind once you've lived somewhere for, as beautiful as this for five years it's kind of it's in you um it was more opportunity driven uh from you know m- moving out moving a family abroad um is hard work right it's to a different country especially with brexit now and just the mess that that's that's caused all sorts of things so yeah i think the opportunity and then having come out and realizing because I, I didn't go back to Chamonix for three or four years but then came back and I was just like oh my god this place is so good um can, can I make it work with a family and and work in other bits and pieces and so yeah I guess I guess for me there was a bit of a light bulb moment when I came back um but yeah I mean it's in you if you if you live in a place like this for an extended period of time I think it's difficult to um it becomes your benchmark right yeah um and you, you want to you want more experiences you want to you, you you kind of want to be amongst the other thing is it's not just the environment it's the people right like you walk around town you speak to people they're, they all love where they live so you kind of get a, a vibe off that as well so yeah for me it was um um it's always there but there was a bit of a moment where I was like I've got to try and make this work I don't know if it was the yeah well because I my first experience with Shani was the ski season back in 2012 and uh so I'd done the season in Austria and then a season here. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's my fun done. I need to start working in London, like all my friends, um, you know, knuckle down, get a real job, all of that stuff. And I did, I did that. I worked for almost two years in London. I was commuting from the little village that I used to live in Kings Langley uh, by train. It was taking me an hour and a half each way. You know, I was leaving home in the dark. I was coming home in the, in the dark, mm. um, working an office job. I was actually selling it was a sales role, uh, selling ski holidays, ironically. Um, <laughs> so, and I, I, there's part of L- London life that I enjoyed, you know, the social scene, um, being, being a bit younger and having fun and stuff like that. But in Chamonix, well, not necessarily Chamonix, but the mountains were always in the back of my mind. And, and there was something draw, you know, however you want to say it, drawing me back or, um, you know, I was destined to, perhaps come back I don't know exactly what it was but after after just about two years in London I I started seriously looking for opportunities back in the Alps and uh and something then popped up in Chamonix so I was like you know it's kind of I can't say no to that opportunity so shot, yeah. <laughs> yeah just had yeah had the one interview with, with Adventure Base um and then and they were desperate so they grabbed him let me know a bit of him since i know, I know. <laughs> yeah i think but i think i think for both of us it's we talk about opportunity and uh, at the right time and whatever else but it's putting yourself in the way of opportunity right and i'm sure lots of people listen to your podcast that way inclined anyway 
you know it's looking for the for for the jobs it's um being open-minded to it and it's it's kind of creating that um i don't know the luck right you, you speak to any of the sporting superstars and they say you know the more i practice the luckier i got and uh, and all of that but it's the same if you really want to do something or you you gotta you gotta kind of make make the environment um susceptible to those opportunities coming about and I guess we probably both did that, but then we were lucky with the opportunities that did come about. So, um, yeah. It's cheesy, but it makes sense. It's, it's, it's luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. And so, okay. so yeah, you're right. You just got to, you've got to build it and, and make it happen. I think a lot of people could probably relate to that as well. Cause I think, but obviously there's, there's a, a huge imbalance that there are more people who have ended up having that quote proper job um, and wish they worked in the mountains. than there are people who then, went went and worked in the mountains but i I think there's a lot of people probably listening to this uh maybe (laughs) even going home in the dark (laughs) thinking thinking damn i wish i was doing that (laughs) like it's you know we you can be in the mountains and and also have a proper job um which which i think some people back home don't understand they're like ollie you know you're living living the dream and yeah you could say that but i'm i'm working hard (laughs) yeah um the only difference i guess is on the weekend you can go skiing or hiking whereas you know in london perhaps you go to a museum or something like that um so the the you, you know your back your back garden your your you, the, the the playground that's outside your door is a bit more extreme here but ultimately we're both working men <laughs> we're holding down jobs we've both got families um you know the day-to-day is pretty similar yeah and actually we'll, we'll get onto that sort of side uh, in a bit but i wanted to circle back to something charlie said which is about mindset mm-hmm. and um and then this is where i, I briefly uh, mentioned sas who does wins because also charlie you were uh, you were you were a contestant on it uh, and got mm-hmm. quite far actually <laughs> um but um but one of the things that you said um from that show was that it, it taught you to embrace your weaknesses um and then it changed your mindset on things and so really, I was wondering, five years on from that show, obviously, the, uh, the novelty's passed. You're able to sleep after the interrogation phase now, um, hopefully. <laughs> um, no, no, well, I've got, I've got two young kids, so no. If anything, <laughs> it, just, it just prepared me for fatherhood, so I'm grateful for that. <laughs> well, I mean, the five years on, basically, do you think that mindset is still stuck with you today? Do you still apply it to, to your, your adventures and your outdoors? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, look, we're, it's the whole nature-nurture um, argument, isn't it? And, and how, how certain things influence you moving forwards. But um, yeah, I, I do. I, th- I think one of the key lessons I, I took from, from SAS was, was this stop trying to be an, an acceptance, right? Like, yeah, at first I was really disappointed. I think I, they pulled me out 15 minutes before the end of the whole show. Um, which was really disappointing right and I wanted to go all the way and kind of went into it not knowing how I would perform but also at the same time confident that I you know give it my best shot and and, um, I was fit and I felt I was mentally tough but actually it wasn't necessarily that I wasn't that the the issue wasn't about how mentally tough you are or physically strong you are it's sometimes about is this the right thing for you now I <laughs> in reflection, I am not SAS material, right? I'm too soft. Um, I'd rather hug than fight, all of those things, right? I, I'm not that type of person. So 
it was the right call to pull me out because it, I wouldn't have fitted in that environment. Mm. Yet maybe I would, I would have been physically capable and maybe, maybe I was mentally capable, but it wasn't the right fit. And it kind of taught me, I think, that you don't, don't, you don't have to be able to do everything and you don't have to fit, in, fit into every environment. You just got to find the environment that you value and that you can flourish in and then, um, and then try and make that work. And I think for both Ollie and I, um, what we do now for work and, what we, and the way we live our lives is that. Like we feel we're, the, we're with the right people um, doing the right type of work in the right environment. And that is a lovely feeling to have. Um, but you've got to kind of go through the things you don't want to do in order to find it. You know, and in five years time, that might change. You know, circumstances might, might dictate that you want something different. But, but f- certainly for me right now, I feel like, yeah, this is, I'm, I've managed to right now in my life, I'm in a pretty good place. Um, and I, I want to keep that going. Um, so, so yeah, so in answer, the long-winded way in answer to your question is yes, it has, it did change me, but most experiences do. Um, and it, it helped me realize um, that actually it's not about trying to do everything and be perfect at everything. It's about trying to find the right thing, uh, which is a kind of different mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Now, obviously you've, you've, so you've definitely been to the jungle uh, and Ollie, I think it's fair to say that you like pushing yourself as well with the stuff that you do. Do you think you'd ever take adventure based, whether it's a, a, a team effort, like sort of team trip away or, or an official trip? Do you think you'd ever go to the jungle together? I, like you were saying uh, when we were chatting earlier, I have no interest in going into a jungle. <laughs> I don't think uh, we belong there. Um, <laughs> You know, there's yeah. there's plenty of things out to out to get you there, so I'm I'm quite happy to stay away. What about you? you well, want to go back? Yeah, it depends. Unless I'm going to get prime time coverage, so we can promote adventure base, then um, <laughs> then probably not. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I'd, I mean, never say never, right? We're in the adventure travel business. We're focused on the mountains, um, but um, yeah, right. Right now, it's definitely not on our agenda. Yeah yeah absolutely yeah i, I think uh, i'll join you there I, I, the people who've gone on this this podcast and uh, we've had lucy shepherd on the podcast before and she's about to go back and do a longer version of the thing we chatted about on the um on, on the on the podcast and it's just like it's mad and just like you know even even the big things like the jaguars the stories that she's got about that it's just like it's just nuts you know do you know what though it's like i was there for 10 days in a controlled environment right because mm-hmm. it was obviously a tv show um so we we had access to these things so these so and even then the body just starts to deteriorate right your feet constantly wet like you get infections between your nails that are painful and you've got to stay on top of them and you've got to it's the it's the admin the kind of um health admin you've got to stay on top of so these people that go into that environment to do something physically exhausting but then have to manage that 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 kind of health element, kudos to them because that's that's a tough that's a tough um, place to be for a, for an extended period of time. I'd, I'd rather just walk uphill for a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what you said you said a word earlier which perfectly describes it, which is that it's humbling, right? It, it's you know for, for whatever way you find you you come to that feeling, like it, it's 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 humbling out there. And one of the questions I, w- I was actually thinking of asking you both was when you're designing these trips with adventure base and you're taking clients out do you do it with the focus of that sort of have that sort of life-changing experience 
or do you kind of just crack a smile and just let the mountain do its work on them like <laughs> yeah good question you know i think i think that's uh, i think that's a big part of the trips that we offer is is to give that extra experience we're not simply you know when i don't want it to sound very salesy here so um but we're not just we're not just going to drag you up and down a mountain and then you know see you later at, say bye at the at the cable car um it's all about the experience with us and and going back to what i said about choosing the right guides they they enhance the, the trip so much by by sharing their experience and their advice and things like that so um yeah it's it's funny because a lot of our clients are fairly fairly well off would you say i mean you know yeah. they come from a fairly stable job in london perhaps excluding richard branson of course <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's an anomaly. Um, but they, you know, quite often they're used to, they're, they're the ones making the calls, you know, they're the one leading the meeting, they're the one in the boardroom. Um, and then you come to the mountains and suddenly you're not in charge. Um, in a way, it sounds cheesy, but the mountain is. The mountain will dictate, or the environment that, that you're in will dictate your day, will dictate your experience. If it's bad weather, then... You know, the mountain is telling you to put on all your layers and cover every bit of skin. So suddenly these people, um, they get this, hum you know, the word humbling, going back to that, they get this humbling experience from the mountains. And then we just facilitate that as much as possible um, by, you know, choosing the right trips, going to the right environments that are challenging, but not too challenging, that they put people off ever coming back. We like to give people a nice sample of what it's like to be up there. And then hopefully they'll They'll get the bug like we have done um, and, uh, and keep going and keep discovering because it's a journey and you can never, the thing I found so interesting about, I guess, passion, which is skiing or ski mountaineering is you can never complete it. Um, there's always another level that you can go to that you can reach. So um, you're kind of on this forever journey of, of seeing how much you can do and how much you can discover, whereas perhaps some other hobbies you could, kind of complete it in a way you know you could be like i'm sort of done with that but with mountains mountaineering mountain adventures mountain experiences it always feels like there's something else that you can do um hmm. so. and and, and uh, ollie summed that up summed that up perfectly and we talk about creating experiences not you're going to climb mont blanc but you're going to get to the top of this you're going to get to the top of that because it's not the the memories these people take yes are those beautiful panoramics when you do get to the top of your objective but um it's everything else that's that's thrown into it it's perhaps the the crap weather or it's perhaps the, the tumble or it's perhaps um i don't know the food you have in the hut or the fact you didn't get any sleep it's it's um the cheese you have when you when you when you're in france or the coffee you have when you're in italy it's kind of this cocktail of um uh, of, of everything and then i, I guess the mountain just just um i don't know is, is kind of the, the the foundation of which all these mini experiences are happening what's what, what's super interesting is um you, yes the, the mountains the mountains will humble you but but what people seem to go away from with is um a newfound or a a, a surprising um passion for the people they did them with so prior to a trip we get a lot of solo travelers prior prior to the trip you ask someone why you, what's what's the thing you're most looking forward to experiencing and they will say the environment when you ask that post-trip 
um, which we do, we have a 50-50 split between environment and the people, which we find no, it's super interesting because you, you'd still think the environment would win out. But actually, the, I guess it's the people you share these experiences with, which, which um, really help, uh, I, I, I guess, improve that experience. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting insight for us, wasn't it? There's a quote I quite like from, uh, from the book Into the Wild by John Krakauer, which was turned into quite a famous film. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Into the Wild, but there's this quote in there somewhere, which is something like happiness is only real when shared. Um, I like that. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite nice. Like, so, you know, you, you kind of get to the top of these mountains and if you've got someone to share it with, you know, whether it's on, on, on a trip like ours where you've just met that person four, four or five days ago, or you go up with an old friend or a family member or something. We had a quite an interesting an amazing moment last week where a father who's 62 years old on the day and he went up with his three sons and they shared the sunrise on the summit of Mont Blanc together. Yeah. One of those moments, luckily one of our guides got his camera, his phone out and filmed it. And, um, and, you know, they had quite an emotional moment up there, but I guess if you're up there on your own, you would also experience, you know, the beauty of it and stuff, but you really kind of want to share it with somebody. Mm. Yeah. So, and, the, and yeah. the mountains provided that moment, right? Ultimately. Yeah, the mountains provide the, the, the environment and then the people kind of, you know, in a way provide the memory. So, uh, yeah, does that sound? Well, actually, that's kind of what I wanted to prod into a little bit, which is that when, when you're talking about sort of external topics like that, I don't know about you, but I'm always thinking how I've, how I've experienced it. So, like, can you guys think of a particular moment in the mountains that 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 just like really struck you, or, or, or that was like either hilarious because you, you know, ski down the wrong bit or something, or, or... I, I can think of a few when I go skiing with Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I can I can give you a few. I can give you one from from this winter. So um, I'm not as oh, it's going to pain me to say um, on something that's been recorded, but I'm not as good a skier or mountaineer as Ollie. I can edit that out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> edit that out. Yeah. Um, I put that down to me being six foot four, but I just don't think I'm as good as him or ever will be. But anyway, he, um, uh, this, this winter gone was, has been a funny old winter in France because there's no lifts open. So everyone's ski touring and trying to do as much as they can, but it's, um, it's obviously very different. And Ollie's got a few buddies that he goes and does some pretty cool lines with around the Chamonix Valley. And he, uh, he said, oh, why don't you come on the next one? And I've seen what he's done before and I'm like, yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm a competent skier, but you're, this is next level stuff. You know, you, some things he's repelling. And, um, it's kind of like no fall zones. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if I need this. Anyway, convinced me, I joined him and we, we went on with maybe two or three hours touring to the, to the foot of where we needed to get to. We, we kind of boot packed up got to the top and I thought it just, it would open, I'd look the other side and it would just open up and it'd be like a lovely um, powdered descent and it would just be a, a fab day out. Got to the top and it was really narrow, like pure ice, rocks either side. I turned to him, I was like... Is Harriet going to hear this? <laughs> yes, my wife. I haven't told her yet. What um, is a massive cooler. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was just, but it was like there's cool ones and there's cool ones, right? um and it's like the gradient at the how narrow it is and anyway it was on my limit of ability 
but it was it gave it was it was kind of what you want right because it was new it's a challenge can i do it um but you've also then got to got to marry that with well i'm you know, I've, I've got a family i don't want to hurt myself um am i good enough so in the end ollie skied it from the top or kind of you kind of slipped down didn't you because it wasn't great conditions mm-hmm. where and then i i down climbed for about 100 meters until it opened up a bit and the snow was better and it but i guess so it was a funny moment funny moment in that i was at the top thinking oh, i cannot believe he's put me in a situation <laughs> but, but then making what i consider to be the right call for me and he would have and ollie would consider the right call for him um and then having an awesome ski down because the snow was great further down and uh you, there's no one around because you're ski touring and you feel awesome because you've just down climbed through a couloir and um you, the, the, those that sense of emotion so um yeah, for me, that's that's the latest one. Who knows what I'll have in uh, in six months' time when he takes me on another on, on another ski adventure. But um, yeah, that, that that was for me. Well, I've just on on a slight tangent towards the decision making, but I found you, that decision to be really wise. I actually did something similar higher up in the mountains where I chose to down climb a section. It's it's having the the you know having the peace of mind to make that decision and not try and you know impress or make a stupid decision thinking I can maybe get away with this. It's making the right call and saying, no, actually down climbing this section is safer. It's the right thing to do. Having them the modesty to do it. So I thought that was a great, great decision by you, Chazza. Oh, something, that, thanks, something that people who do it, you know. Oh, that's on record as well, then Ollie as well. So we'll eat we'll, we'll, we'll both that. in the edit. <laughs> but actually I would say, just to go back, we're getting all nice now, aren't we? But yeah. <laughs> That that decision's made easier because you're in it, you're with people that you trust and there's no um, what's the word I'm looking for there's no uh, no one's going to judge you right it's mm. like cool if you're not if you're not if it's not your thing let's down climb and let's ski from the bottom and mm. there won't be any jokes or it's just it's like mutual respect right so it, you, uh, maybe a, a, a tip there just try and go into the mountains if you're going to do it regularly find people that you trust and and you have the same the same values and whatever else because oh, i fell over further down don't worry they 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 made they made fun of me on that for sure but you know when it's serious um it's like cool whatever you want to do whatever you're comfortable with but um yeah but good great experience i remember it right like it's there but for, for, for kind of for all those feelings that, that you go through on, on that day yeah no something, something we always say on the podcast um well at least many interviews we, i've said this line which is that the mountain isn't going anywhere is it so if you're on that border of uncomfortable you're going to grow anyway so it's not going to go anywhere and as long as things don't warm up too much sore topic um then you know there'll always be snow there you can always go back and do it another day so yeah and you made it to your kids so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i mean so i'm just a bit aware of time and and I really want to ask this question because with the, with the experience that you two guys have got, it'd be, it'd be keen to find out. But I always ask every guest this, which is of, of all your time adventuring, whether that is from the, the beach to the mountains, to the jungle, what is one moment that you would love to relive? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I, I tell you, I don't know. I mean, if I thought about it more, I, I might be able to come up with something. Um, something a bit more exciting but the the one that sticks out to me is a year ago I came out to Chamonix I think it was just before I moved out 
um, to climb Grand Paradiso. Mm. I'd, I'd done I'd done Mont Blanc and I hadn't done Grand Paradiso, but I hadn't been back to Chamonix. I'd been well had a bit. I hadn't really been back to Chamonix for about four or five years, and it was off the back of I'd been working. I'd, I had my failed business, um, and I was trying to work out to some extent what the next steps were going to be. Um, or, or I just, I think I'd, I'd just come back to adventure. I can't quite remember the timing, but basically I'd, I'd been off the back of a, what I would consider a, a low period. Hmm. Um, not entirely low, like you've got different, you've got different energies from different things, right? That's, I had a, I've got a great, a lovely wife and, and great kids. So that was great. And fitness was going okay, but career and kind of passions, they were really low. So um I kind of came out and I did Grand Paradiso and I in Grand Paradiso you you kind of take three out three or four hours to trek up to the refuge and then you can see Grand Paradiso ahead of you but then you're just in this you're in this bowl of mountains around you and there's that humbling feeling and I just I I don't know whether it was the fact that it was physically exerting that day or whether I hadn't been back here for a while or whether it was like a release but I just remember looking at it like and just taking 10 minutes and just thinking this is this is just unbelievable like this this is we are so insignificant all my worries are so insignificant because these guys are going to be here a lot longer than i am and they've been here a lot longer than i have been and um it's cool like just just relax charlie it's going to work it's going to things are going to work out the way you want them to the important things are there um and it's so it wasn't anything spectacular you know i wasn't base jumping off the top of or um, anything amazing but it was a moment um, and it came from nowhere right because because it wasn't at a pinnacle so if, yeah f- for me that was a couple of years ago or, or a year and a half ago grand parody so um uh, just a, just a kind of humbling realization that it's gonna you know it's cool it's gonna be okay yeah i hugely relate with that because i i think the exact same thing that's why i said earlier like, you all find a different path to being humbled but that's the same path i have we're just when you know you have an argument with your girlfriend and you're like oh, god damn and you look and you're just like this is this is nothing like come on <laughs> yeah this yeah, is even smaller than a first world problem like <laughs> this is yeah, let's, yeah. Just, let's just get a grip yeah yeah i don't know about ollie's I'm, I'm intrigued with ollie's well i don't know sorry to let you down i don't think i have one particular moment i think there's a few a few memories shared with with friends in particular locations some you know, some ski lines that perhaps we'd been talking about for a few years and then everything sort of falls together. Um, again, with the decision-making, you know, deciding to go at the right time and the right day with the right people. Um, there's, there's been a few a few ski experiences like that where everything just clicks and you think, wow, I wish we could have that, you know. Well, actually, what you're describing there, a few guests have gone down that route. So, uh, so most people bring out a, just a single event and whether that's the most that's the most spectacular or it's just the first spectacular one to come to mind a lot of people regurgitate that but then uh, some people as well a bit like you actually describe a moment so what they're trying to relive is, is a type of moment so yeah like it sounds like right conditions right friends right place is, yeah, is what you're trying to relive every time a fe- yeah a moment a feeling where you know it clicks and i guess you're always trying to do that you know when you plan a day out in the mountains or an adventure, you're right. Okay. You kind of hope that it's all going to go to plan and, you know, but it it doesn't. And, and, you know, on the flip side, some days that don't go to plan are also memorable because you dig deep and, you know, you connect with, with whoever you're with. And 
in a way sometimes the days when everything just goes too perfectly um sometimes you don't remember them um, yeah because there's less invent adventure involved you need to go wrong a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's almost like a bit of adversity and then overcoming that and then uh, you know that kind of gives you a memory i think perfect well, well listen we're, we're we're coming up on time but but guys if if people are listening and they want to follow along with adventures or even let's say climb a mountain or, or learn some winter skills where could they go yeah great question <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah look um yeah, so you probably heard us refer to adventure base over the last 45 minutes that's um company that ollie and ollie and i run um uh, simply we help we try and help more people get out into the mountains and and at the moment we're focusing on the alps we're about to launch some uk products which is quite exciting um we are we're actually creating what i i guess people would call softer products so more entry-level products to try and to try and really help um um more people um experience what we've been so lucky to experience so um yeah head over to the website drop us an email um hook up with us on, on Instagram, whatever, but um, we love talking about it as well. Right. It's not, you know, it's not just a job, all of that. Yeah. Everybody says, but really it isn't. So if you, if you're nervous or want more information, you know, just call us or, or just get in touch with, we're, we're happy to share anything. So um, I think actually with the photos you put up, even if like, like not, not again, not to sound salesy, because that's not, that's not, uh, I'm talking from my own personal experience. Even if you're not in a position where you're thinking, right, I, I'm ready to buy a holiday to, to, to Mont Blanc, um, you know, or a bad holiday by design or something. <laughs> um, then, then the photos and the content you put up, I just enjoy following that as well. So, uh, mm. so yeah, definitely go and check them out. I'll leave that in the show notes for people to click through and, and have a little gander. But um, And look, if you're a ski mountain, make sure you follow Ollie on Instagram. He's always trying to push his number count up. So, <laughs> <laughs> about 2000 at the moment <laughs> well i'll put that in there as well eh, Ollie? <laughs> yeah if, if you like to follow pictures of my children then follow me and you can you can join my 200 strong followers um, <laughs> cool well, just, yeah, just quickly on our in- adventure based instagram page we just we just like to show exactly what's happening there's no sugar coating you know it's just photos that our guides take of what's going on and we we just share it simply and just you know it, there's no sales kind of motive it's just like hey you know this is what we're doing this is what our clients are doing precisely why i like following it because it, it's not like that there are some and I, i've got i've got a few names in mind but i won't mention them but there are some pages which which you, you go to follow because you think oh mountain coming out sweet or or something similar and yeah. and every post is trying to shove something down your throat and you're like no <laughs> get out <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, and, and you literally that, that's what I love about it is that you're just sharing content for content's sake because because yeah. it, it's beautiful. Like you don't need to do anything else, do you? So, but guys, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It's been a, a, a real pleasure, and thanks for sharing your experiences. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for having me. Nice to uh, nice to meet you. Uh...